This is Pastor Chris, and you're about to listen in on a teaching from Apex, our student ministry at BMHA. At Apex, we prioritize biblical teachings with practical applications for the everyday life of a 6th to 12th grade student. Thank you for listening in on this Apex teaching, and I pray that you don't walk away without looking a little bit more like Jesus. I have the honor and privilege of introducing a great friend of mine tonight uh, who gave me the night off. So would you please give a warm welcome to Pastor Dave Kinney as he shares the word tonight. Hey everyone, what's up? I gotta figure out how to use this. I wasn't sure I can do this, but then I got an iPad for Christmas, and I was like, okay, now I can be, you know, I can preach. <laughs> that's like the qualification. You have to have an iPad, and you have to, uh, you know, that's pretty much it. That's all, the only one I know of. Uh, so, welcome. I didn't actually ever practice starting this, so that's why it's going so well. Um, thank you, Jill, for the beverages. Uh, I'm now the beverage king. <laughs> We're in a series right now, and we're talking about apex moments, right? Those mountaintop experiences that we've been talking about in the Bible that happen over and over again, because God tends to meet with people on top of mountains. Uh, so, like, I know for a fact that a lot of us in here have had those mountaintop experiences. Like, the time that you knew God spoke to you, and um, you've had them. You've had them here. Maybe you've had them at a convention, or a church, or at camp, or maybe even, like, sometimes when you're by yourself. Um. I remember when I was a young lad, like a million years ago, I was going to youth group here, and we would go to convention every year, just like you guys do, and it was always the best. And we would go there. I'm so bad at holding the mic up to my mouth. I'm sorry. Uh, we would go there, and I remember, like, worshiping. Like, I've never worshipped before. I'm like, look at all these kids that were worshiping. Hands raised. It's great. I'm like, yes, Jesus, this is it. And I remember, like, the speaker speaking. I was like, God, this is you. You and me. Like, this is it. I'm getting your word. I know it's for me. We're doing this. And then i like, go down front at the end, and I would cry, and there's somebody would come and pray over me and I'd be on my way home in the car like yes this is it this is it like I'm going to be completely different now life changed thank you convention thank you Jesus this is it and then I would get home and everything would be the same like nothing would change I would just go right back into doing all the things that I used to do and it was always confusing I was like wait like I just like did this thing but now I'm back I'm back here and everything's normal again and like okay like that was cool whatever but that's not that's not what should be happening. Uh, in the Bible, we can read about a time that Moses had an apex experience. And uh, this experience, instead of forgetting about it, it changed his life and then also the life of an entire nation. Um, if there's one thing tonight I want you to remember, if you can just remember this one thing, like really this is all you need to remember, is that your moment doesn't end on the mountain. Moses's moment didn't end on the mountain, and neither should yours. So we're going to jump into Exodus uh, chapter 3. We're going to pick up our story with Moses. Uh, my boy Moses, he was uh, born to the Israelites. And at the time when he was born, they were in slavery. Uh, they were in slavery in Egypt. And so when he was born, he was born to a slave family. Uh, and at that time, Pharaoh decided, like, there was just too many of them, too many to handle. So he's like, okay, all the baby boys, like... We're gonna have we're gonna have to kill him. So Moses or Pharaoh is like killing all the baby boys, and Moses' mom is just like, okay, I gotta get this baby out of here. Uh, and so obviously the only way to 
uh, you know, save a baby from Pharaoh is to uh, float a baby in a river. Like, obviously, like, put it in a basket and put it into a river. So, like, she builds a basket, puts the baby into the river, and just slowly, like, pushes this baby into the river. And she's just like, sleep now, my baby. Be still now. Don't cry. If anyone gets that, I thank you. Uh, <laughs> so she floats Moses off into the river, and uh, Moses has this incredible river journey, like, down, down the river. Here he goes. And he finally makes his way to Pharaoh's daughter who's just like chilling by the river and like so this baby comes up to pharaoh's daughter and she's like "Ooh, river baby my baby (laughs) like she just takes this baby from the river she's like this baby's mine now like here we go so moses grew up as a prince of egypt even though he was born a slave um and like he knew he was an israelite so like he had like some crazy emotions going on all the time um and one day when he was older he saw a bunch a bunch of well i don't know there was a bunch they don't really say he saw some egyptians like beating up an Israelite slave. And so he goes to intervene. He's like, oh, this can't be happening. So he goes in and they like start fighting. He's like punching in, kicking probably. I don't know what he's doing. And he like accidentally kills them. <laughs> like, so now he's like, oh crap, I murdered someone. And he just has to run. So he's on the run. He's like running out into the desert. He finds some like real chill desert people and like finds himself a chill desert wife, has a couple desert kids. And now he's like out in the desert like, with sheep, like they're just chilling with sheep. He's a shepherd now. Like he went from Prince of Egypt. Now he's like, I'm a shepherd. That's fine. Like I've got chill desert kids. Like everything's great. So like one day he's out chilling, like just straight chilling with his sheep and he's just out chilling with his sheep. And he like looks up in the distance and he's like, Oh, like look at that. There's like a, a wildfire or something up there. So he goes like closer to the fire and then he sees a bush and this bush is just like on fire, but like nothing's changing about it. So like imagine your Christmas trees on fire, but like it's just still green and the ornaments are fine and the lights are still on like something crazy like that. So he looks at it, he's like, wow, like crazy bushfire. And so like obvious choice, he just keeps walking towards it and like getting closer and closer. Uh, eventually he like, it's close enough and a voice comes out of the crazy fire and, uh, God's just like, Oh, like, yo, it's God. Like, what up dude? And Moses is like, whoa. He's like, uh, dude, holy ground. So, like, you know, take off your Jordans and, like, chill, okay? Like, don't, you shouldn't have shoes on because this is holy ground. And Moses is like, okay, like, I'll take my sandals off, whatever. And, like, we're going to pick up in Exodus uh, chapter 3, verses 7 through 12. We're going to see what, what, God's, uh, what God told Moses. Uh, he said, I have seen the misery of my people in Egypt, and I've heard them crying out because of their slave drivers. And I'm concerned about their suffering. So I've come down to rescue them from, from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them out of the land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the home of the Canadians and the and the Hiva and the Jews. Uh, so like, you know, that place. And uh, now, and he says, and now the cry of the Israelites has reached me, and I've seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now I go, and I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you, and this, is, this will be the sign to you that I've sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. So, in this moment, Moses' life was changed. Uh, God gave him a calling and a purpose, but like now, like what is he going to do? Like he's got this calling, he's got this purpose from God, but what's next? This is the question that I always have. Like I get done with that apex moment, like cool. Like what's next? Um, we're going to talk and we're going to read about three things Moses did after his apex moment with God, and uh, we can really apply these three things into our lives as well. 
uh, our apex moment doesn't end on the mountain. We need to take action, take it to the people, and then take courage. God, I pray tonight that you just uh, speak through me. Don't let any of these words that I say uh, be from me, but let them be your words. And I pray that we learn to take action, take it to the people, and to take courage. Okay, so what was the first thing Moses did? Um, well, he took action. We have to take action. Uh, the story of Moses continues in chapter 4. Uh, it says, So Moses took his wife and his sons, put them on a donkey, and started back to Egypt. Uh, and he took the staff of God in his hand. Moses uh, took his family and he left everything. He left his job, his friends, his extended family. He, he left it all behind. Left it all in the desert. Um, I don't think when God like, has the apex moment with you, like it's going to be that extreme where he's like, you got to leave, leave everything. But maybe, you know, there's like a certain group or a situation that you put yourself in that you need to leave behind in the desert. Maybe, you know, God's calling you to start moving towards Egypt and you have to leave those desert folk behind. There's like, you, you know them, you, you can already feel God being like, yes, you know, that group or that thing that you do that you need to leave behind. Um, so yeah, you need to, uh, maybe you need to find some new friends, uh, friends that will encourage you along the way. Moses left all those people behind, but on his way to Egypt, he found Aaron, his brother and a partner in everything that he was going to do. Um, sorry, I just literally lost exactly where it was. There's a fun little story about me. Like, uh, <laughs> there was a point in my life where God was like, dude, you need to, you know, start doing better, like clean up your life, start reading your Bible. And, um, I was like, okay, okay like, you're, you're right. I really should be. And, uh, at this time, uh, the Rev and I weren't really friends. Um, but God literally was like, you need to go to him and he needs to be your accountability partner. I was like, okay, this is weird. Uh, so after like a really awkward, like first bro date where we ate tacos and like, like sat there like confused, uh, we started like reading the Bible together and, uh, like checking in on each other. So like, Oh, like, are you reading? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm reading. Cool. What'd you, what'd you learn from God? I was like, I'll tell you. And we like talk about our prayer life. And, um, like that friendship has made my walk with God easier and better. And I think that's what it like. That's God's plan. Like community together makes it better. Um, and apex is a great place to find community. It's a great place to find friends that love Jesus and who encourage you to follow through and to take action after your apex moment. Um, another action we need to take after our apex moment is we need to start living worthy of our calling. Uh, we had a moment with God and that's going to start changing the way we act in Ephesians one, four, it says, uh, as a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. So on the way to Egypt, this is a, a weird story and I'm not kidding. It's in the Bible. You can read yourself. I was I got a little confused at first. I was like, Oh, this is cool. Okay. So in, uh, on his way to Egypt, Moses was like going there on his way to Egypt. God just got like super mad. He's like this boy and he was going to kill him. Like literally on the way to Egypt, God's like, I'm going to just kill Moses real quick. Just like end his life. And Moses's wife was just like, Oh geez. Okay. And she just like real quick circumcised their son and then God was like, okay, like this chill. And he like backed off. Ah, uh, like I still like, why was God so upset? Right? Like what, what was happening? He was going to kill someone. Uh, there's, there's something you should know about circumcision. And that is, um, back in the day, it was a sign uh, of the Israelites covenant with God. 
Uh, and you were considered unclean if you uh, weren't circumcised. So when Moses didn't circumcise his son on the eighth day, like it was commanded by God, that means he was living in sin and he was living um, and like breaking God's law. So that's why like, God was so upset. Now, thankfully, we are no longer under those old laws and God isn't going to try to kill us for like not keeping those kinds of laws. Uh, but the New Testament does talk about the circumcision of the heart. Like what is like what does that mean? Circumcision of the heart, like wrong body part. Like what is this? That doesn't make any sense. I don't know what's going on. Um, but actually, what it's talking about is just the cleaning of your heart. Like how Moses was unclean because he didn't do that. Uh, circumcision of the heart means like we're cleaning up our heart and our lives. Um, so after that apex moment, Moses needed to cut the sin from his life, and so do you, and so do we. <laughs> Uh, I'm not saying that any of us here are going to be perfect because we can't be like Jesus was perfect. We're not going to be perfect. I still struggle with sin every single day. But when I rely on God's grace and I say, and today I messed up, but with Jesus, but Jesus' blood covered those sins and through his power, I will do better tomorrow. I can start living a life worthy of my calling. And I was like, no, like that was today and tomorrow through your power. I can do better. Your moment doesn't end on the mountain. You need to take action. So now, what if Moses received this calling, started living worthy, uh, found people to help him along the way, like walked all the way to Egypt in this like crazy Egypt heat that like no one wants to be in, and like got to Pharaoh's like courtroom. He was there chilling, and like right before he was about to bring his message of freedom to the people, he just like said, like Nah, fam, like see ya, peace, and he just left, um, and he didn't actually. Uh, take his message to the people that like that doesn't make sense so just like Moses's next step was to take it to the people that's also our next step uh, there was another apex moment in the Bible in Matthew it's actually Matthew 28 19 Jesus uh, brought the disciples up to a mountaintop and he gave them this command he said uh, therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you and surely I am with you always uh, to the very end of the age. Moses was called to bring the people of Egypt out of slavery, and his moment didn't end on the mountain. He followed through and he did it. He went to Egypt, he told the people about their freedom, took it to Pharaoh, and demanded it. Now, what God is calling us to may look different. Like, we're not going to necessarily go and call a whole people out of slavery. Uh, he may be calling you to, like, be a parent or to go down a certain career path. Um, he may be calling you just to get closer to him or to deal with problems in your life. Maybe he's just, like, there to talk to you and say, like, hey, I love you. Like, you're fine. Everything's good. Um, or maybe he's just like, dude, you need to quit your job. Uh, start playing Xbox more often and become a Twitch streamer. Like, Jesus, please. Um, so like, maybe that's what it's going to be. Like, you don't know. So, but whatever God is saying to you, that's not just for you. It's for the people around you. We are all called to make disciples, no matter who we are or what we're doing. Uh, the Bible says that we are his hands and feet, and he's going to use us to reach the people around us. Uh, so the story of your apex moment it may be the one thing someone needs to start trusting God. The story of your apex moment, like yours, not mine, not Pastor Chris's, not any of the leaders. The story of your apex moment is going to be something someone needs to start trusting in God. No moment with God is too big or too small to be used by him. Uh, he once used a kid with a lunchbox with like five pieces of bread and two fish sticks in it to feed over 5,000 people and to teach people about his goodness and his provision. So can you imagine what your story 
can do in the hands of God who created the universe. Your life and your story are worth way more than a kid's small lunch. Our lives may seem ordinary, but God can use the ordinary to do extraordinary things. So, your moment doesn't end on a mountain. You have to take it to the people. So far, I've made uh, Moses' story seem super easy. Sam, you want to you go up there real quick? Yeah. So far, I've made Moses' story seem super, super easy. Uh, he had an apex moment with God. He just, like, took action. He just did what he needed to do. Everything was fine. He, like, cut the sin out of his life and then just, like, started uh, doing, like, things for God. Like, everything was fine. He took it to Pharaoh, and Pharaoh was like, yeah, dude, like, take the people out of Egypt. Everything is great. Like, just go. And everyone was on board, and everybody was happy with his plan. Like, and so the Israelites just, like, walked out of Egypt. They're like, bye, fam. Like, everything's fine. But that's not at all what happened. And uh, sadly, that's not how it works in our lives either most of the time. Uh, things are tough pretty much all the time because that's just the world we live in. Jesus warned us about this. He said, uh, in this world, you will have trouble. And he said that people will hate us because of him. That's it's super intense and it's it's tough to think about. But like we live in that world, like we live in a sinful world, and we live in a world that is just gonna come down on us sometimes. But in the next sentence, he says, "But take heart, I have overcome the world." He is saying like right now things are gonna suck a little bit, but like trust in me because my promises are true. Okay, so let's go back to Moses. Moses in uh, Exodus 5, uh, chapter yeah, chapter 5, verse 1 through 3. Uh, Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and they said, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Let my people go so they may hold a festival um, to me in the wilderness. And Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord that I should obey him and let Israel go? I do not know the Lord and I will not let Israel go. Then they said, The God of the Hebrews has met with us. He stood firm in his belief, even though someone was telling him something different. He remembered what God said, and he took courage in that moment and said, No, God has met with me. He called me to do this, and you can't tell me otherwise. He had to do this ten times with Pharaoh before Pharaoh finally listened to him. He had to do a bunch of stuff. Over and over again, he had to keep going and being told no. And he had to keep relying on the promises of God and on the word of God over and over and over again. He didn't let his moment end on the mountain. He brought it with him and he relied on it to get through those situations. Um, I don't know about you, but whenever I have an apex moment, I have that encounter with God, that like worship service where I was like, oh, thank God, I felt your presence. Sometimes in that moment or later at home or the next day, I hear the voice in my head that's like, that wasn't God, dude. That wasn't him. That was just you making it up in your head. Or those things that God said to you can't be true because you've done too much. You've gone too far in so many ways that it can't be you. Those are the times when we have to go back and rely on our apex moments, going back and rely on the promises of God and say no to the voice that's always trying to undermine God's work in our life. Sometimes uh, people might try to tell you that you didn't hear from God. And whether it's the voice in your head telling you that or people in your life, you just need to stand up and take courage and say, no, that was God. Um, a good way to do that is to know the promises of God. There are so many of them in the Bible. Um, I encourage you to like, go in there, find a couple, memorize a few. Uh, they're all for us because we are God's family. And even though a lot of them were like to the Israelites, when Jesus died on the cross and we became 
he saved us and we became part of his family. Now those are for us as well. Um, So here are just a few that you can hear and know. So these are the promises that you can rely on. God will never leave you or forsake you. His plans for your life are good. He loves you. He will set you free. He will be a light in a dark place and you don't have to be afraid. He will work all things together for good because he is always good. He is abounding in love and faithful to the end. Uh, There was a big apex moment in my life. Like almost like nine months ago now I was at Outcry worshipping with Elevation and Jesus Culture they were playing like Resurrecting and it was great I was like Resurrected King I was like yes like yes Jesus like let's do this and then Jesus Culture was playing and uh, Kim Walker was singing Fresh Outpouring and I was like ooh this is like this is it like I felt it I was like Jesus like you're so good like this is great and then God looked at me and he looked at me maybe he did he probably was looking at me but he said to me uh you're going to be in ministry. And I was like, wait, I can't, like, not me. Like, I got real scared. I was like, no, 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 that can't be me. I've, like, done too much in my life. Like, I've messed up so many times. I wasn't living for you for so many years. Like, that can't be me. Like, this can't be. I've done too much. Um, so I kind of just ignored it. But over the next few months, I couldn't stop thinking about it. It just kept coming up over and over again in my head. And I was just like, okay, like, maybe I have to do this. So I started looking into some ministry schools, and I heard of, like, some from other people and friends. And um, one night at a church service up there, I was down front praying, and I was like, God, like, I don't know what to do. Uh, I'm scared, and I, I don't necessarily want to do this because I'm scared, and I don't think I can do it. But, like, just please tell me what I should be doing. And right as I got done praying that prayer, a lady walked up to me and she said, "Uh, God told me to tell you that you're going to take up a mantle that you don't think you can handle, but God is with you. And uh, I couldn't say no then. I was like, okay, like, this is it. Like, this is my apex moment. God is here telling me right now, like, this is where you're going. I had to take action then, so I signed up for school, and I started investing in friendships around me and cut some out of my life that I needed to. Uh, right now, like I'm, I'm taking this message to the people right now, and I can share that story around the like around the world, I guess. Uh, and almost every single day, I have to stand up and take courage and fight the lies of the enemy that are always in my head, the ones that are telling me like, no, you can't do that, or uh, because you're not good enough. And that, like, nothing I can do matters. Like, uh, remember when Moses, uh, back when we first read, uh, when Moses, God was telling Moses what to do, he said, he, uh, Moses asked God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? God responded, I will be with you. Like, he never actually answers Moses' question because Moses was asking the wrong question. It's not who am I, it's who he is that matters. Because it's his power through us that can get anything done just have to remember to trust in God. If God can use the murderer Moses to free an entire people, he can use you and your story to bring freedom to the people around you, in your schools, in your families, just everywhere. So go back with me and remember those moments that you've had, those times with God that you know he talked to you. doesn't matter what it was back and did you take action? Did you take it to the people? Do you need to take courage in those situations to see them through? Just remember, your moment doesn't end on the mountain. Dear God, I pray that you help us right now to identify these apex moments in our lives. 
Uh, I pray that you show us where and how to take action and to take it to the people and how to take courage, God. I pray that your spirit moves and we have new apex moments that we can go back to and uh, you help us remember those old ones as well. This is Pastor Chris and I want to thank you for listening into this apex teaching. You can find more messages from all of our BMHA pastors at bmha.org. I pray that this message has impacted your life and that you don't walk away without looking a little bit more like Jesus.